The Cellcast is recorded in front of a live streaming audience. Episode of the Cellcats. Joining me today is a man who, well, he just wanted to play some basketball, but he kept getting wet. And in this weather, that's just not gonna work. Welcome, Jacob. Sometimes you just don't get the forecast right. Am I right? Well, those kids did say they wanted to make it rain. That's true, but not in that way. Not in that way. <laughs> Why? Thank you. Let me use our co-host, a man who uh, just could not say this one phrase for driving everybody in the, up the world. Did I do that? I did not say it. <laughs> he I plays know, the fifth. <laughs> I know with the nasally nature of my voice at the moment. Yes. And it can really sound like I was trying to be Steve Urkel, but it's really not what I was trying to go for. Mm. And I'm really not getting Steve Urkel, if we're being honest. No, a, a little too southern there. Because I am a southern white boy. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> oh, we're starting off great tonight. Of course, we always do. Oh, so yeah. Tonight, we are reviewing a brand new film. Yes. This film has only been on available to watch for, what, two weeks? It's maybe it, three, maybe three, because it it uh it launched it uh, was able to stream on November twenty first. Okay, so uh, let's just say a month. By the yeah. time this comes out, it'll be about a month. It'll be about a month. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Urkel saves Santa the movie. Mm-hmm. I have questions that we will have to ask later. Mm-hmm. Because. Um, if you're going into this thinking that this is going to be the animated Family Matters reunion, it's no, not. it's not. I understand why now that uh, Warner Brothers Discovery decided that the insurance money would be preferable to this thing. And yet they still decided to release it to the world. So thanks, Max. So here, here's a funny fact. So while doing the research, I think um, you might have be like you might found this in your research or not, but apparently they did a Family Matters reunion movie. I did not run across this. Yes, it had none of the original cast. Then what's the point? Exactly. That's the whole, the whole point of a reunion is not to see the characters again; it's to see the actors playing the characters. Yeah. I was about to say something stupid. Like that would be like if they did a full house remake and they couldn't get Ashley and Mary, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen <laughs> to come back. But that actually is how that happened. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> you know what they should have done? And granted, I didn't watch any of Fuller House. So I have no I, idea what they actually did. I, I actually watched that first episode. It was funny. What they should have done was right. that, since Mary Kate and Ashley obviously did not want to because they have moved on from acting apparently yes they should have had elizabeth olsen come in and play her as an adult oh that would have been hilarious that would have been hilarious and she'd have done it yes if they had thought to talk to her it's, it's like, not like she hadn't been on that set before that is true 
Because that's one of the things I remember from WandaVision is uh, watching the making of says, oh yeah, I used to be on the set of Full House. I know what all this sitcom stuff is like. Exactly. It's like, you were a baby. How would you know? <laughs> well, she grew up on the set. So that That's true. That's true. Either way, yes. that would have made far more sense than what we got. Yeah, then this is this movie. I will say this about the research I did do mm -hmm. on this. Yes. This is not coming from a vacuum, at least with this version of the Steve Urkel character. Okay. Steve Urkel, as a character, did appear in a, a Scooby-Doo and Guess Who episode. He did? With a Robo Urkel. Or yeah. Urkelbot. That's Urkelbot. what his name is. So that is technically this same Urkel. I'm curious if this circle was better. <laughs> I've not seen the episode. Me either. So I have no idea. That being said, Max, Scooby-Doo, and Urkel. Yeah. This does not sound like a good combination because we know what they did to Velma. And I do not mean the character. I mean the show. Yeah. I'm not even a big Scooby-Doo fan, and I feel offended because of that show. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> you ready to go ahead and just jump yeah. into the spoiler-free section on this? Yeah, yeah I just skipped the spoiler-free section. Go freak the hell. That's what I nearly <laughs> I, said. I, I, I think you have this the ambition to roast this movie. <laughs> Let's just say that you know it is a Christmas tradition to at least roast something on an open fire. <laughs> this is going to be a fun episode. Certified fresh and spoiler free. As you can imagine, this is my first viewing of no. this film. And uh, I can do it from here. And I want to read you two texts that I sent Jacob. Uh, the when, as I was watching this, mm -hmm. uh, if I can find it, that's not it. That's not it. There you go. Thank you. First one. Six minutes into Urkel Save Santa is already pitiful, just giving you a bit of a warning. Mm -hmm. Secondly, not kidding. This is like an hour later. Yeah. Not kidding. If not for the podcast, I would have shut this off a long time ago. This is bad, folks. I'm not saying it's Leo the Lion bad. Yeah. But it's bad. This, I am not saying don't watch it. I'm saying get a bunch of your friends who like bad movies together and riff tracks this thing. That's what I'm saying. Mm. <laughs> Rip this thing to shreds because it deserves it. Mm. If you can even find it, because that's the thing. I don't know what if you can actually make fun of this very well. But we're gonna try. Or yeah. I will. <laughs> what are your spoiler-free thoughts? Uh, again, like my co-host, um, this is the first time watching this movie. There again, I grew up watching uh, Family Matters on TGIF. I did too. Yep, amazing show. Uh, this is not the show. No, it's not. No, it's not the show. It is a. This is Family Matters. Go. No, that's too nice. That is too Fam nice. This Family film. Matters roar. Oh gosh, <laughs> it's Family Matters roar. Oh my gosh, you're not kidding because 
be like i i'm there there are parts of this thing i slightly enjoy i like some of the throwbacks I, I, here I'm and there a, i'm not fully against this film as you will see yeah but i have issues yeah i think i think i do too so i be like again there are some issues there are this and that and another and um oh the repeat of so many things and this movie drove me nuts but uh i i can say be like it was fair it was a fair move is this something i would ever watch again probably not it was a it was a fair movie it wasn't good it wasn't terrible but it was i'm I'm having a hard time just saying fair with this movie yeah but um i would say if you're interested go look at it go rent it somewhere unfortunately yes you will have to rent this it is not free anywhere yeah yet give it time it'll have to go back to max eventually mm-hmm. until they kill max whenever that is going to be yeah don't kill max he's a good dog <laughs> wrong max that max was a good dog yes <laughs> the grinch didn't deserve him i'm talking prince eric's max <laughs> I think we can agree nearly every Max is a better dog That's than, than the than the streaming service is <laughs> a streaming true. service. True. <laughs> Either way, let's yes. just go ahead and do the spoiler film. Yeah, let's hop into the spoilers verb. The following is a spoiler-filled review for the film Urkel Saves Santa the Movie. Listener discretion is advised. Yep. Urkel Saves Santa the Film was directed by jojo ramos patrick who did bebo saves christmas richard pose who was his direct this was his directorial debut Mm. and i don't mean he had some other like shorts or something behind that this is his directorial debut period wow he was an animation director before this so he's got he's got some yeah experience behind the helm brian newton also directed this he directed episodes of Teen Titans Go. Gee, there's a surprise. Yeah, I guess the simulations are obvious. Th- let's, let's just say that there's DNA. Mm. It was written by Wyatt Cenac of The Daily Show fame. Okay. Getting into the cast, we of course have Jaleel White mm-hmm. reprising his role as Steve Urkel, Urkelbot, and for one second, Stefan Urkel. Yes. I know him better as Sonic the Hedgehog in these in the Sonic the uh, Saturday morning cartoon, The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog mm-hmm. and Sonic Underground. <laughs> that was a good show. I'm sorry it was. Mm. Especially when I was a kid. Anyway, Joel Kim Booster was the voice of Clark Gary and he was Noah on something called Fire Island. Hmm. Nicole Byer played Cheryl. I think the bus driver. I could be wrong on that. Possibly. Anyway, she plays Luna Fox in Good Burger 2, which is not out yet, mm. but it's coming. That's, I think, a Paramount Plus exclusive. Probably. Tiana Camacho, or Camacho, sorry. Tiana Camacho was the voice of Robin, the elf. Yeah, the elf. And uh, one of the children. And she is playing Lily in the video game Street Fighter Six. Oh, okay. Uh, Art- Arturo Castro plays Dudley and Robin's dad. 
and he was Private Martinez in History of the World Part Two. Oh, okay. Which that's I forgot on, came out. Yeah, that's on Hulu right now. I think so. Mm-hmm. Zara Fazal, and I, if I said that name wrong, I apologize. Played Sully, and he and uh, sorry, she. That is a she. I am very sorry now. She played Livewire in My Adventures with Superman. My Adventures. Oh, right, right. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, the newer one. Yeah, that came uh, out. With Sailor Moon Superman in that one in, in that one scene. That one scene. I know, but that's, that's the only thing I've seen. Is like, that is straight out of Sailor it, Moon. It is a good scene. It's a good. Oh, I'm sure it's amazing. It's good. But I only saw, I've only seen it out of context. Yes, I, I, saw, I saw that too. And I was like, oh my gosh, please say they're not going to do that the entire time. Roy Wood Jr. was the voice of Department Store Santa, and he played Roy in Sullivan and Son. Mm. He was, for some reason, uncredited in this film. Really? Yes. Huh. I had to go do some other digging to get to figure out this, because while it was on IMDb, it was down a little ways. Huh. I finally found, oh, he's the one who played DSS. Hmm. Larry Owens was the voice of actual Santa. Oh gosh. <laughs> he was he played the music meister in Harley Quinn. Okay. A show I watched one episode and like, nope. Probably I had I would have had the same thought, except I didn't even get that far. Mm. Dana Snyder was Mr. Kalen and the bus dispatcher. Mm. And he was Penguin in Batman Unlimited. Oh, okay. Kingdom Hearts Connections. How many do you think we have? Two. No. One? No. Negative three. How would that work? <laughs> I don't know. Goose egg should be what you went with because uh, it is a big nope. Nothing. Uh, gotcha. So that's all I have in terms of cast and crew. What do we got in info and stuff? Oh, okay. This is going to be interesting for you because I, I can I can tell how the review is going to go so this is interesting so imdb has a 7.2 out of 10 rotten tomatoes is a night has a 90 uh these reviews were paid off that's the only explanation i have or otherwise people have no taste all right so actually people having no taste seems more likely now that i think about it Mm. but uh i watched it uh i was gonna watch it on apple plus where did you watch it Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Which is ironic. Yes. Considering the villain of this thing. Yeah, you're not kidding. Not kidding. All right. So uh production was Warner Brothers production. Distributed by somebody. Don't know who. Can't find it anywhere. Warner Brothers. Maybe. Has to be. Who else would do it? I'm guessing. Well, most of them, like with all these films that have been kind of spun off, be like most of them be like they're they're done by Warner Brothers, they're definitely distributed by Warner. Well, in that case, you're right. We don't know who the distributor is because since it didn't go to just one service, you can't claim Amazon distributed it or yeah. Netflix did. It just got sold to three different pe- three different uh, services. Yeah, maybe from what I could tell. Maybe, but we can we can assume we can make a logical jump that Warner Brothers maybe had something involved with it. Warner Brothers, at the very least, funded the making of this thing since it is officially a Warner Brothers animated yeah. um, movie. Yes. So, 
Yeah. Animation Studios film. Anyway. Yes. All right. Runtime was an hour and 26 minutes. It seemed to be like it's that was a very long hour and a half. You're not kidding. <laughs> like it should have been like an hour 15. It should have been 30 minutes. Uh, I'll but, get I'll get to that in a minute. All right, so there's no, obviously no box office to of this. Uh, streaming wise, uh, going to be a little YouTube, uh, Amazon Prime, and Apple Plus. That's the only three places I know of. Yeah, yeah, it's available to stream most places, and it's like four ninety nine, three ninety nine. I thought. Either way, it was way too much money. <laughs> all right, on. September 1st, 2021, it was announced that the animated Christmas film Urkel Saves Santa, the movie, originally Did I Do That to the Holidays, a Steve Urkel story, was planned to air on Cartoon Network as a part of the block of the Acme Night in 2022. It was set to release on HBO Max. However, on August 22nd, 2022, it was announced that the film wouldn't would not be moving forward on HBO Max and would be shopped elsewhere due to the Warner Brothers Discovery merger. Thanks, Warner Brothers. Uh, Discover, uh, yeah, if I can talk. Uh, Warner, Warner Bros. Discovery instead released the film on digital starting on November 21st, 2023. Uh, the only thing I could think of was a prequel was its original source was family matters from 1989 to 1990, 1997. Pretty much. Yeah. That's all I have for an info and stuff. All right. Getting into the very short summary because no one's done the big thing, big plot synopsis. Like I usually put, the holiday season is here, and brilliant but accident-prone Steve Urkel has already ruined his local celebration by publicly humiliating a department store Santa at his local shopping mall. Surprise, surprise to nobody. In his attempt to make things right and score some nice points with the big guy in the North Pole, Steve invents a device that helps people spread holiday cheer, but it only manages to make things worse. Mm. Using his big brain and even bigger heart, it's up to Steve to help the city rediscover the holiday spirit. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I've got for summary. Mm. Trivia. You already said my trivia. It was originally a Max original, but shelved for the insurance money. Yes. It was originally named, Did I Do That to... Sorry. Did I Do That to the Holidays? A Steve Urkel story. And that's all I've got for trivia. Okay. What's your first like for this film? My first like would be the the little references they would go from Family Matters, uh -huh. even though they didn't get any of the original cast to do this thing. Incorrect. Jaleel White was here. Besides Jill, Jaleel White. He is a member of the original cast. I know that. But it's, it's like, mm. I'll, know, I'll get, I'll get there when I get there. I have a feeling we're going to have a... We'll get there. We will get there. We will get there. So my my first like is like when they reference the the um the musical cue for Family Matters uh -huh. or the Family Matters logo or or just the, the font. Just the font. They they would use the font or they would use like like the two scenes where you actually either Stefan is referenced or you see him twice. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was uh that was very. You, you mean uh, uh, Stefan Urkelbot? Because it was the Urkelbot that turned into Steve Urkel. Stefan Urkel in this. 
you do remember this, do you? Uh, no, because in the sh- is in the movie or in the show? The movie. The movie. The movie. At one point, uh, that's right. He does turn the, uh, the, 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 the Urkelbot opens up and Stefan Urkel steps out of it. He says, yes. "You can call me Stefan Urkelbot." Like that's right. Like what? No, this, this is some um, Battlestar Galactica remake level stuff going on right here. <laughs> but overall, I, I I like the I like the references. I like the references going back to a far better show than this movie. Okay, okay. So yeah, uh, my first like for this film. Uh, is I, I I liked how they show people really are with cell phones. Yes, I agree. Because let's face it, people do a lot of things for points. Oh, for, you're not kidding. And they're things that they probably should be doing good mm-hmm. for, for because they can anyway. Yeah. But because, oh, I've got to make points because I've got... It shows what's ho- so horrible about a lot of these cell phone games. Yeah. And a lot of other activities like I'm sorry. You can call me an old man if you wish. I don't care. Taking pictures of your food for Twitter X key, whatever we're calling that software today. <laughs> I don't get that. I, uh, or uh, posting everything through Facebook. Your host does that with a lot of my meals. <laughs> I know I'm weird. First off, I said you can call me an old man about this. I will not get offended. <laughs> I've made I've messed with you because you do that already. You know uh, my feelings on this. Yes. I also don't care if you let your food get cold because I know it's going to take you five days to eat it anyway. <laughs> so why why get mad that you're not immediately getting into your food, especially since it's not stopping me from eating? <laughs> Either what, or. what I'm trying to say yes. is there is a bit of a what is the word I'm looking for? It's a uh, the word that comes to mind is Phariseeism, but there's actually a newer word for it, and I can't think of what it's called. When you do stuff so that you look good, oh, um, oh, that is usually used derogatory, and people are claiming the other political side is just doing that to look good, not because they actually believe in that sort right, of thing. Right, right. There's I, a lot of that going around at COVID. Uh, a, lot, a lot of reference. Uh, 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 things of that nature. People saying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it called? I'm drawing a blank as well. Bill. I, uh, it's like in the tip of your tongue, right? Yeah. Uh, Darn it. Bum 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 bum. Do 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 do. And the other, the actual other word for it is self righteousness. If we're being honest. Yeah. But there's a newer term for it, and I can't think of what oh, it is. Oh, uh, pandering. Uh. That's what I keep thinking is pandering, like you're pandering to something. Yeah, but it's like when you can continue to say, look at all this cool stuff I'm doing. Like, I'm helping the poor and taking a picture of it. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. Um, oh, what do you call that? Self-aggrandizement? Uh, no, there's no. a there's a term. There's, a, there's an actual regular word yeah. for it. Uh, I'd and be, probably all our listeners would be like, it's this word, you idiot. I know. Um <laughs> night um barcelona posting about 
good deeds on <laughs> maybe this will tell me what it's called uh i'm feeling stupid yeah we all do it uh. oh anyway i'll think of it later but people do, they're more worried about showing how good they are than actually yeah. doing good. Mm -hmm. That's nine tenths of the, the the thing about this is you're not uh, of the of the theme of this movie mm -hmm. is do uh, is you doing right because are you you doing good be, because you care about somebody is more important than doing good because it gets you points. Yeah, that's my first like. Is they oh. actually do a good job of showing what that looks oh, like yeah. when you're not doing that I, I would agree with you definitely when uh the point where urkel's come to the realization it's like oh what have i done yeah and it turns from this urkel ish show to a horror like you're in a yeah. mall and it turns to a horror film and i was like oh that was clever mm -hmm. i thought that was clever all right so uh my second like of this movie if i can go back to my notes <clears throat> um kind of going with the spirit of the character of Steve Urkel, be like they capture that to, and they capture the essence of Urkel in a way where it's a guy who is constantly be like, he's this goofball who doesn't quite think of think think things through. He just does it and he causes trouble with it and he overcompensates with it. And uh, I think it's, it's a good encapsulation of who Urkel was as a character. Um, I, I Honestly, I think it's a little overboard for all the movie. Let's just say that, to be honest. Yeah. Because uh, at some point, Urkel would just wise up and like not do everything. <laughs> but you're either getting into one of my dislikes. Continue. Yeah. Anyways, um, but yeah, I, I like that they kind of represented the the essence of Steve Urkel with the guy who is just. Be like he does things because he wants to help or somebody he winds up blowing it he winds up making a mistake and then he overcompensates with that and be like he learns a lesson through that and it's what steve always did in the show and uh they kind of encapsulate that with this movie a little bit and they overdo it way too much but uh yeah i, I like it that they encapsulate the the uh chemical consumption chemical reaction that is steve urkel Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah that's my number two my number two is actually the art i actually do like the the, the art design in okay. this in fact there was when when this movie was getting started i was looking at it and going this isn't actually half bad yeah. for what this is it's, it's doing some it, it's, it's obviously warner brothers style animation mm -hmm. but it's not too overly flashy Mm. It feels like, oh yeah, this is going to be a Steve Urkel story. It's going to be taking place in Chicago, like it's supposed to. Yes. And and it even when it goes into its crazier moments, mm -hmm. it actually flows in a way that makes sense and works. So yeah, I'm I, I like the, the the art style in this. Mm. What's your third like? My third like, and kind of going into animation because I wrote one thing down. And I was like, nah, this seems better. Uh, a particular scene where I think uh urkel has you know, like encountered uh santa aka you know a yeti 
Yeti Santa. Yeti Santa, which is okay, kind of weird. But um, the the point where the animation shifts into kind of a claymation, like a claymation time for a moment. I was like, wow, this is really good. Oh, I was, yeah, I was thoroughly impressed with that. I was like, because they're it's still 3D animated, but it has this feel and texture of. Something. I'll be honest, I wasn't sure. Hmm. I'm not. I, I'm still not sure. Looking at that, if that's just 3D animated, but made to look like it's stop motion, mm-hmm. because I mean, the Lego Movie was 3D animated, but yeah. made to look like it was stop motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it could be that that's what it was. But honestly, it looked pretty spot on to full on uh, stop motion claymation. Yeah. yeah, it's that that mo- that scene where it does become claymation like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really appreciated that where they took the time and the texture and the, 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 the time to do that. And I was, I was really appreciative of that. And I was like, wow, this is really good. Can this movie stay this way in some capacity? I guess not, but no, no. Why would it do that? Yes. But uh, yeah, that when the movie goes claymation, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with that. So what is your third? Like, my third like for this is if you have a third like i do have a third like ah. actually no my third like for this is that is uh yeah you said that and of course it just left my head mm-hmm. <laughs> uh no my my uh my, my third like for this is actually St- uh uh jaleel white playing urkel oh, okay i think while he is definitely older than he than than this character is supposed to be. And they yes. definitely had to pitch shift his voice to get it. Oh yeah. Uh, up to the right pitch for this. Mm-hmm. He is spot on with how this character is. He understands this character so well. Granted, it's, it's the one he played for eight years. It's the character. He, one of the characters he's the most well known for. Yeah. It's his, his most iconic between, between that and Sonic. He has, un, you know, no offense, man. He has nothing else. True. He, although he did show up in an episode of psych once. Yes. And he did ha- does have some other uh, little shows or movies that, that have been like in there, but uh, he you can tell he knows this character very well, mm-hmm. and he's playing it as respectful as well, respectful as the script allows. Yes, he still he feel he, granted he feels like Urkel was at the beginning of Family Matters exactly. from what I remember. Yeah, and he is supposed to be about that age. Yeah. But he and it feels like he he's right where he needs to be, right where he's supposed to be. Yeah. I appreciate that. Okay. So, what's let's shall go we our, rip this apart? Let, let's go into this, like, shall we? I want to start. Okay. This ahead. movie's title lies. It does. Thank you. He does not save either Santa Claus in this film. No. Either department store Santa or the real Santa. No. Honestly, the original title. Granted, longer and maybe doesn't look as good on a movie poster. Did I do that to yeah. the holidays? Is more accurate yeah. title for this than Urkel saves Santa because he doesn't save Santa. Santa doesn't need saving. Yeah, it's literally he runs into Santa and Santa helps him in a situation. Yes, which is stupid. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my first dislike. Is oh, okay. the title ice. Yeah, Uncle is not having to oh, say I, Santa. I, 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 at I, least with Ernest Saves Christmas, mm-hmm. which it deals with another intentionally annoying character. Yeah. Uh, 
whose antics caused trouble for mm -hmm. everyone around him, including right. the Sa the Santa Clauses in the film. Right. He actually is responsible for saving Christmas in the movie. Uh, Urkel does not save Santa. No, it's not. And it's completely misleading. It's completely misleading. And admittedly, and I'll get into this a little bit more in a minute. I, when I th saw that this was called Urkel Save Santa, I was expecting it to be, I, and seeing the two people on the cover, granted, I was fairly certain department store Santa was not going to be Carl Winslow and the elf was not going to be uh, Stephanie. Stephanie. Yeah. That's what I was, I, I was thinking that was her name, mm -hmm. but I figured they were going to be as close to those, as, as close to those characters as you could be with them actually not being those characters. Right. Cause they look like that on the cover. Agreed. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe department, what I'm thinking of as departments are Santa. maybe that actually is Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe the elves are on strike or they're not going to make their production time in time. And, uh, the elf, the Stephanie elf, for lack of a better term, yeah. is, uh, Gus, We'll, we'll come across a video of one of Urkel's inventions. Says, oh, this guy can help us. And she gets him up to the North Pole. One of Urkel's inventions causes all the trouble and it's and uh, causes Santa to, to get into some trouble. And Urkel has to be selfless in order to save him. And that's why the title is called that. Yeah. I was also expecting this to be about 30 minutes. Yeah, 30, 45 minutes. Before I hit play on the video, on the movie, and then hit pause again because like I want to know how long it is. And it's like, is this an hour and a half? Mm -hmm. how are you going to get an hour and a half out of this well i guess we'll find out filler that's how you do it uh yeah you're not kidding so yeah uh this movie is not what was sold no. to me that's all i'm saying extremely misleading uh my first is like bait and is switch bait and switch there we go that's a better word bait and switch or fertilizer to quote a previous episode title of this show, along with a certain Will Ferrell elf movie. This throne, this movie sits on a throne of lies. <laughs> All right. So my first dislike of this film is there is way the catchphrase is way. Oh my gosh. I counted it's seven. They use seven uh -huh. of, uh, did I do that the entire time? I was like, only, the knees. and only one of them was done where it worked. Yeah, exactly. It's just it was so irritating. Like when 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 you when you uh, when you text me, we were first six minutes into this film because I uh, like it colored my view for a minute and I was watching it, and then it just kept going and going and going with this. Did I do that? Or it's set yeah. in the background or something like that. I'm like, you're oh, it's oversaturating the phrase. Be like uh -huh. a catchphrase is said once, maybe it's twice. Yeah, not seven times the entire film. That just oh, that you get you. The rule is three. Yeah, that's the rule because the first time, oh, that's funny. Second time, okay, yeah, you get a repeat. Third time, okay, the joke is done. Yeah, you do it a fourth time, you better have a good reason. Yeah, and it's it is it is the the joke is ran into the ground and it is. <laughs> As an example of one a joke that actually did it correctly with the yeah. sign. Yeah. Sorry, continue. <laughs> this oh the it's by the seventh time you just I'm I'm furiating with this thing. I'm like, really stop with the it's a great catchphrase when you use it once or twice in an episode, not seven times in one film. You've killed the joke already. Stop. Yeah. 
So yeah, they, they kill a catchphrase. That's my first one. We'll be killing it more because I think that's going to be the episode title. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, my second dislike. Oh boy. Yeti claws, really? Yeah, Yeti claws. Okay. I would like to point out that that's really just the start of this issue. Okay. The real problem is Kwanzaa is given at least a, a fair amount of respect in the film. Uh-huh. Judaism with with a Hanukkah mm-hmm. is given a fair amount of respect in the yes. film. Uh the uh, two or three other the the Asian the Japanese New Year yeah. is given fair amount of respect. There is even a mention, at least in one song, that all this is based around the solstice, which is the pagan uh mm-hmm. festival that technically is part of the reason why Christmas is at this time of year. Roughly, okay. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah, roughly. Yeah. Christianity gets no respect in this whatsoever, or for that matter, uh, it, it, the Caucasian Christmas at all. And I'm not saying that as like we're somehow better or worse than anybody else. Not that's not what I'm saying. First of all, uh, we do not celebrate the birth of the baby Jay Z. Jeez, that was so insulting. That was insulting when it started. Bill, I, I understand they're trying to make a joke. But I mean, like, it just like, continues this really, really bad joke. Because later on, they go, oh, we can go caroling Jay-Z songs. We'll even let you sing the curse words, uh, Urkel. It's like, it took me a minute to catch. Yeah. It's like, oh, we'll go caroling. We'll even let you sing the curse words. I'm going, what? What Christmas carol has curse words in it? Yeah. And goes, oh, you're talking about Jay-Z songs. Why? Why? And then here's the thing. Granted, Santa Claus has been interpreted many different ways. Yes, and can be, yes. And can be. And this is not the first time he, he is a magical creature in a lot of instances. Mm-hmm. He is a fairy in a couple of them. He, they call yeah. him a jolly old elf, and which yeah. technically would make him a fae, if we're being mm-hmm. honest. Yeah. Yeti, really? <coughs> I mean, it's like you took the Krampus and Santa Claus and rolled them into one. Yeah. Which may be their thought process with with the Krampus and that. I don't know. It's just, I'm looking at it and going, you know, I understand you're making a joke. Mm-hmm. This is not, joke is not funny. No, it's And not. it keeps going and, and going. going. And it's like, the joke, if the joke was not funny when you started it, you shouldn't keep it going. The, the, the Santa, Santa Yeti should have been one scene and that was it. Uh-huh. But no, it just keeps going and going and going. It's like, and he keeps showing up. It's like, let the Yeti die. Granted, I did like the jokes, the joke about how, uh, oh, well, I say I like the joke, but it does actually go against one of the other things about Santa Claus because you know the phrase, he sees you when you're sleeping. He yeah. knows when you're awake. Yeah. Dude, I ain't got no internet up here. How are you making... I mean, granted, he is explaining mm-hmm. why even the naughty kids are getting presents. Mm-hmm. You want to know what's interesting, though, about the coal thing? I, you know, because mm-hmm. I mean, we both yeah, yeah, we yeah. know the research. We know why coal is given to naughty kids and their stockings. I believe so. Yeah, because St. Nick, who was doing this, that, you know, the whole Santa Claus mythos mm-hmm. is based off of, you know, the the. Is he German? I think he's German. He's German. 
the German uh, theologian. theologian who felt bad for a lot of the kids in his area. So he get, so he gave them toys in, in their stockings mm-hmm. and coal mm-hmm. so the that fire. they could light their fires and stay alive. The coal was as much a present as a wooden duck. Uh-huh. Granted, you kind of follow through with that because, oh yeah, I give good presents. I give presents to everybody because I don't know if you've been good or bad. But then the elf on the elves on the shelf are going to be really pissed that they've been doing this job for nothing. Right. So let, let me bounce off what you yeah, just said. Yeah, I'm kind of bouncing all over the place just because they changed so much of what I would consider christmas mm-hmm. but they didn't make, make make fun of any of the others any more than you know references here or there yeah but they just completely disrespected christmas itself yeah oh i agree i agree like one, one of my my uh my my uh my down list was they they had this fear of saying christmas mm-hmm. like obviously you have one character says it and you have the well, the, yet, the yeti the yeti santa does say christmas in one of his songs they, they do say they do say christmas but yeah. they are so scared of actually saying the christ part at the beginning of that yeah. literally it's like you could tell in the script it said xmas yeah he didn't say christmas it said xmas yes i know that the x is yeah it's, it's representative of christ yes do not get me wrong but i'm still sitting there going the way they wrote it it meant xmas yeah yeah, it was it, it was this general fear of uh, like trying uh, yeah. expressing something that has been around. Like you um, say, fear. I think actually it was hatred. Okay. I, okay, I can see that I can because see that he, here's hey, Grant. This is going to sound like I think there's a war on Christmas and all that other conservative uh, Republican Party nonsense. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. But I do believe as things are getting worse and worse that Christianity is getting a bit of a hatred on it from the the secular world and honestly i kind of understand why yeah both from how some of us christians act yeah or some of us who claim to be christians right how they act Mm -hmm. and just the simple fact that the world's we we know we at me and you as christians both Mm -hmm. know the world is going to hate us because of who we 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 say we follow yeah exactly like even even jesus says at one point be like yeah like you'll be like the 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 world first hated me because they they'll yeah, hate they'll you. hate you because you follow me because yeah, they exactly. first hated they, they hate you because they first hated me. me yeah so yeah I, I get it but it's like dude you don't have to be blatant about it yeah you are preaching tolerance of all these other religions but you're not being tolerant but not being tolerant of, of us you are even tolerant of the Seinfeld invented holiday festivus yeah they threw that in there multiple times yeah uh, the first time was like oh that's a good joke yeah festivus for the rest of us that's the ongoing ongoing joke now because of seinfeld mm-hmm. oh you're still bringing this up even though it's meant to be a satirical holiday <laughs> yeah I, I, I would yeah it's... next thing you're gonna tell me you all believe in the flying spaghetti monster <laughs> Pastafarians. Pastafarians. Continue. I'm sorry. Either or. Like, yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree. There's either a fear or a um uh a hatred towards yeah. the, the idea of like representing Christmas the way it's been traditional for the last hundred uh, years at least. 100, 100, 200 years at least. Um 
And I, I can see where the culture would want to get away from that because, mm-hmm. you know, there again, like you said, like how many Christians or people who claim to be Christian uh, present themselves. And uh, that's not an accurate uh, representation of Christian or someone who is a born again Christian. Yeah. And uh, it's like, and I also see where the, the world is be like you, you had for at least 200 years. But like you had the church had a huge influence, presence, presence yeah. influence on everything, and where the world has kind of stepped away from it, it's okay. We no longer want to have anything with that, and it's just like we're just be like out here rebelling. It's like no, because uh, sometimes I think it's more against the church rather than Christ. But I could be wrong. But um, or what the church yeah. became or had so much influence over. But um, but either or, I, I I totally get your point. I totally get your point, and I agree with it. And uh, I think uh, Christmas, as we know it, as mm-hmm. we know it, be like anybody who celebrates Christmas should be celebrated the way it should be. Like it doesn't matter if you like you're you're using a different ethnicity uh, for Santa or whatever. Yeah. That's fine. Be like, yeah, we, we, I don't we, care if Santa's black. I'm yeah. sorry, I don't care. Yeah, because we live or in Asian or giant or yeti really for that matter yeah but i think when when we to if you're going to represent all these other uh celebrations come out around december Mm -hmm. or they 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 put them in december because christmas was in december so everybody or i could be wrong in that but i think it's like you should represent it and not be like it's like oh because this is you know xyz you know trying to throw a political thing in there but represent everything and not just one equally and equally true so yeah i agree all right so my second dislike this movie i I think you pointed out and i changed mine to this this movie is way too freaking long and it drags yes good Good night night. i I was when you told me about this thing Mm -hmm. i figured okay it's probably 20 minutes with commercials so 30 minute time slot or i would have accepted you know 45 with 15 minutes of commercials for an hour long time slot. Mm-hmm. honestly that's about the length of most specials period yeah, yeah. uh because you know charlie brown christmas half yeah. hour yeah uh rudolph the red-nosed reindeer half an hour no it was 45 minutes i'm sorry that one was 40 that was well, nearly mm-hmm. an hour it did. um of uh, the, the the good the, the how the grinch stole christmas half hour emma otter's jug band christmas was an hour mm-hmm. this it's an hour and a half and the first half hour they don't even get to the problem until the first half hour is already passed yeah the real meat of the story is not until after a half hour has already passed yeah granted they're setting up why urkel is in the position where he wants to make that thing but mm-hmm. anyway sorry yeah the, the the story itself drags way too much the the third act it's 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 like last it's like uh last monday's uh review it was like just trim the fat on this movie you might have a better film but they the the jokes are too long the gags are too long they repeat themselves way too much um uh, just by by the end of this movie, it's just like just end already. 
be like yeah. I, the, the 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 suffering of the 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 blade going into my shoulder blade is 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 not comfortable at this point can we end the, can we wrap this up but no it's it's got to keep going and go it's it's like it's like a really really bad energizer bunny it mm-hmm. just keeps going and it's gonna annoy the crap out of you now granted the idea of uh steve urkel is a he's a knowing character but you will be like you learn to love the guy yeah and like to be lovable even if he's annoying yeah be like a grand be like we do get that after an hour and a half mm-hmm. almost almost like an hour point we finally get to see the oracle we're supposed to be seeing but jim and this movie is way too long it's way too long in the tooth it's like they're trying to sell all these different stories like uh like the last movie we did what was that yeah. movie again the star the star yeah there's way too there's way too many plot points going on at once throughout this entire movie and it is just be like it's like the movie is trying to drag out the runtime mm-hmm. for the sake of oh we got to make this an hour 30 film so we got to throw in more stupid crap just make it a 45 minute mm-hmm. film trim the fat down you know like just like the obviously the director be like this is more the writers than anything it's the writer it's just like you're trying to throw in way too much at one time it's like are you expecting this to be picked up as a tv show honestly it feels like it like this could have been like a pilot for a tv show it's not the it's not the it wouldn't have been the first time that a uh christmas special Mm -hmm. It ended up being a backdoor pilot for a television show. Oh, yeah, agreed. Doctor Who tried to do it in the 90s and it failed. Oh, <laughs> well, that wasn't a Christmas movie, but yes. No, no, but I, this the same premise. Yeah, same yeah, premise yeah. Trying to do a special. But oh my gosh, this movie just drags. And it, like, it, it's almost got, it's, it almost stunts its story in order to tell a longer story. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it is so pitiful by the end of it like urkel finally learns his lesson oh he finally defeats the bad guy it's like weren't you supposed to be saving santa yeah yeah and it's just this millionaire tech mogul guy and it's just like oh because urkel made an app and that drags on forever and then be like the the uh the uh the this story just it keeps dragging and dragging and dragging yeah. and then it be like oh we get santa yeti and this and this and this just mm, it's too long of the tooth it's too long of a tooth of a film it needs to be shorter and i think it'd be more comparable and more palatable of a film if it was shorter but no this is an hour and an hour 36 37 minutes i'm like when are you going to end yeah yeah Oh, my second dislike. It's too freaking long when it doesn't need to be. Okay. Right. Be like, if, if you're a, I, I get what you're saying. I, I, if you, you don't need to repeat yourself. If you're heading back into another loop. Right. 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 <laughs> yes. Sorry. I do have a tendency of like looping back what I yeah, said yeah. before, but yeah, it, it is way too freaking long. Tr- trim, the, you know, trim the fat and you got a better movie, but they didn't. What is your second dislike? Third. I'm on third. Oh, you're on third. I, I jumped ahead. That's right. No, my third dislike for this is the fact that it won't stop winking at the audience. Oh, gosh. You're not kidding. Look, guys, I know this is a comedy, but 
the best comedies for me are the ones that take themselves seriously. Mm. It's not, you're, you're not, it, it's one thing to pause for laughter. Mm -hmm. It's another thing to pause for laughter. You know, it's not there mm. or you think is there, but you know, it's not going to be right. And to make sure people are laughing, you hit your stick them over the head with the reference. Like the moment when, um, they say some, I don't remember what exactly it was, but they said something about uh, rebooting tele, uh, oh, uh, yeah, 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 properties yeah. and, and, and something, something, something. And immediately the TV on, in, on the upper sidewalk of the mall starts playing the family matters theme with the logo. It's like, huh? You see what we did there? Ha ha ha. You see how? Wasn't that funny? Ha ha ha. Shut up. <laughs> Urkelbot is in this too much because they're trying to, they try to make too many jokes with him. Yeah, agreed. And they all come off as winking at the camera. It's like it's like they're taking the worst aspects of every animated sitcom mm -hmm. and they throw it into this film. Fair. And then try to have an adventure story where Santa Claus is a Yeti. And in some ways, that was just a joke in and of itself. They thought, oh, wouldn't it be funny if Santa Claus, instead of being a big, jolly old elf fat guy, was actually a Bigfoot? And it really goes nowhere, does it? It goes nowhere. It means nothing. Yeah. All, all, all they get is a cultural appropriation joke out of it. Yeah. In a kid's show. You don't need a cultural appropriation joke in a kid's show. And this is going to go into your bonus fourth bad thing with this i have no idea who this thing is being aimed at yeah it was made to go on cartoon network so it's obviously supposed to be for kids mm -hmm. but nostalgically it is looking back at a show from the 90s which means you're aiming for the 30, 45 to 35 crowd all right our age granted maybe the thought process is oh I used to watch Steve Urkel when I was a kid. This will be good for the kids to watch. We could watch this as a family. Yeah. If this was going to be a family movie, why are there so many adult-ish jokes all the way through this that aren't funny either? No. Not to mention, as much as I like Jaleel White's performance as Urkel himself, because I think he does a good job with it, mm -hmm. he cannot sing in that voice. No, he can't. And we have to hear it a lot. Oh, my gosh. You're not <laughs> kidding. Oh my gosh! It, and that and it feels like when they started, they they made this a musical as a joke. It's like, can you imagine Steve Urkel singing? Mm. And then they didn't realize they they, they were so to, to quote another movie, they were so interested in whether or not they could. They never asked if they should. should. Yeah, yep. Agreed. And the one thing you can definitely say about anyone in this film is that none of them were very clever be they boys or girls wow you're a kidding i would have rather had an animated jurassic park comedy than this for fun just bring chris pratt and he's already in the movie franchise anyway make make it the uh i think i said jerry goldsmith that's not his name um goldblum uh yeah jeff goldblum, jeff goldblum. make it the jeff goldblum chris pratt hour <laughs> Oh gosh! Just those two racking on each other while dinosaurs are chasing people in the background. Oh my gosh! So you can yeah. still have Santa Claus be a yeti in that too. You could, <laughs> you could. It would make more sense, and it would go somewhere. Maybe 
I will say there was one other tiny little thing I did like. I know I mm. were on dislikes, yeah. but I liked how his elves were Lord of the Rings elves. <laughs> You're not kidding. They were. That was funny to me. That was kind of That's funny. the thing. It's got all these references. Uh-huh. Two different things. They're subtle enough that they don't, they thankfully don't hit you over the head with them. True. But when you notice it, it's like, you did that because you own Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You did that because, oh, wouldn't it be funny if? Mm-hmm. Here's a question. You should be asking not, would it be funny if? It's like, is this funny? Because some, some of this stuff is not no, funny it's not, at all. No. But you're supposed to be a comedy. That's what, that's the end of my ranting. Ah, so and you'll my, note I did not play a certain audio clip that we borrowed from friend of the show. Ah, because it's not that bad. Agreed. But I'm still not happy about it. Yeah. So my my third dislike, and I'm gonna bounce off yours with a fourth. Uh, I, I'm saddened because there again, looking at this, the cover for this movie makes you think that this is going to be C. Verkel and the Winslow family. Because the characters of Department Store Santa and look like them. Health, they look like Steph and Carl. Yeah. Because Carl, be like, I'd be like, you see Carl <laughs> as a character do Santa once or twice. It would not be personal. And it was like, what, this, what's going on? To some degree, this looked like while it was being called. It was very obviously Urkel focused. Mm-hmm. Let's face it, the show became Urkel focused after it did. a long time. It did because he was only supposed to be in a one episode originally. Uh-huh. Exactly. Um, it really did feel like you were still going to be following through with what made that show funny. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I'd be like, I'd be like, there again. I grew up watching uh, Family Matters. It was one of those shows I absolutely loved. It it did a lot of very like good cultural things. It would talk about race. It would talk about culture, talk about this and this and this, this movie. Oh my gosh. I was be like, when be like, yes, you can do a reference to something, but it's tying in with this idea that one, you're, 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 you're pushing this towards a generation knows nothing about family matters, probably knows zero to nothing about Urkel, except be like, Oh, you Urkeled it. Or, like nerd day at school or something like that. Cause most of the kids dress up as Urkel. Yeah, they don't know who he is. That's their definition of nerd. Despite yeah. the fact I'm a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, uh, Oh my God, this, Oh, this drove me nuts. Cause if, if you're going to make a movie about Steve Urkel, be like, you have to put the characters in there somewhere to make it more sense when they're in, they're in for the context. Yeah. For context. Because if you're not, cause what made Urkel funny in Family Matters yeah. was not Urkel by himself. Yeah. It was how the other people, the normal people, the normal yeah. family reacted to him. Yeah. And how they eventually would come to love and respect him. Exactly. And this movie doesn't do that. No, there's no respect for anybody at the end of the film. No. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And and to kind of go with my fourth. Because we've already talked about my yeah. my, my fifth my fourth and fourth uh, fourth <laughs> fourth and fifth uh, dislikes. We have a lots of dislikes. We have a lot folks. of dislikes with this movie. Uh, it's a very terrible musical. Be like when it first starts, I'm like, okay, interesting. And then every other song, everything is a musical until the very end of the freaking movie. They decide, oh, we're no longer a musical. 
be like, make up your mind. Make either you are a musical or you're not. Mm-hmm. Because most musicals are a musical all the way through. There's be like, heck, I saw Wicked in theater and uh, uh, the on on broadway or uh-huh. off broadway be like that was amazing because it is a musical the entire time it, it's not a it's not an opera but you have characters who sing most of the time they do a little dialogue and sing this movie it decided its first two acts it's all a musical its third act they drop the musical part and just go with oh we're going to into a horror film they go into a horror film in so many ways it's like and again they don't know who the, who they're trying to direct this movie to because they're going to be like, if you're going to do the right thing, point it towards the 30 and 40 year olds who watch this thing when it, when family matters came on. So we understand, Oh, be like, Oh, this is my childhood. I want to watch this and maybe bring the Winslows in. If it's just for like one minute, even if you can't get the original actors, which would be a disappointment, right? In this setting, you could easily have people playing the characters. Yeah. And you could still say, Oh, that's Carl. That's Steph. That's the grandmother yeah. who I know that actress is probably dead. Yeah, she passed away. Yeah. You could do that in a way that would make sense and it would still feel like this is part of that universe instead yeah. of, oh, how is this part of Family Matters? We're going to make some Family Matters jokes. Yeah. That's all we need, right? Mm. Oh. No. Urkel was the reason Urkel was funny was because of the relationships, uh-huh. not because he was, he was accident prone. Yes. The accident prone fed the jokes, mm-hmm. fed what made it, made it great. Cause we did not hate Urkel. No, this after a while, I'm like, well, you just stop Urkel. You are wrecking everything. I don't know why any of these people are even talking to you. I don't know why you're talking to them. Cause they don't, they don't act like they're, they, 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 they like, like, they, like they like you either. Yeah. In fact, I would debate if any of these people like Urkel or the, each other. It's, but then it's Chicago. So I mean, yeah, it's 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 getting along to get along, and yeah. Oh my gosh, this this movie, this movie, is I think it's a, a disservice to its original source material. Mm-hmm. I understand where the the cultural zeitgeist of Urkel is a pop culture character, but when you take Kirk Urkel out of its original context and talking about stuff that doesn't really have anything to do with the character and you're just throwing him into a new situation. Uh-huh. It doesn't fit because like you said, be like without the Winslows, Urkel just gets more and more annoying. Yeah. And you don't have that compassion except because, for his, his new neighbors who we don't the, know because as the Winslows, as, as we, as the Winslows got to know him, mm-hmm. we got to know him and the love came to him that way. Exactly. There's no love in this. No, there's not. If, if you want to make, if you want his neighbors to replace the Winslows, granted, why would you? Uh, at least, Grant, you kind of see the love there for a bit when they're inviting him over, even though he always messes things up. Yeah. You kind of see it, but I don't believe any of it. No. Also, why all the purge jokes? Oh yeah, yeah, there was a lot. Of it's purge. just like that documentary, The Purge. Uh, I don't think that was a documentary, buddy. <laughs> yeah, so that was my third and fourth, and a couple others, couple others. Either Let's way, be honest. Yeah, we need to rate this thing. Yeah, what 4. are you rating? 4. 4.0. 4.0. 4.0. Ooh, there's a lot of stuff here that's of quality. Yeah, a lot of things that 
it's 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 the kind of things where it's like you've got enough here mm-hmm. as a foundation that if you would just polish the rest of it yeah and really put full work into the whole thing and take your project seriously because that's the other thing i don't think this mm-hmm. thing was take, i don't think they were taking this project very seriously agreed you could actually have something here but because you cut it off at the knees and basically mishandled uh nostalgia uh-huh because that's the what this pro- movie's biggest issue is it's mishandled nostalgia agreed agreed you completely ruined anything, any any hope you had for this. Mm. Granted, I'm not saying that you can't make a TV show out of this, and maybe it would fix it. Maybe. Because obviously this feels like a first draft on, like we said, a pilot Yeah, in so many ways. But honestly, I don't see how this could really take off the way it currently is. Well, with how current... Um, even if you are trying to breathe new life into this for a new franchise by making a new series mm-hmm. where you have to int- reintroduce Urkel into the zeitgeist. Yeah. This was not a good way to do it. No, it wasn't. And that's re- probably what it comes down to is that when I say, I don't know who this is for, it's because it's not our Urkel no. that we grew up with. And it's not really introducing an Urkel, the Urkel character in a good way to a new generation. So I really don't know who this is for. Yeah. Anyway. 4.0 what are you rating it i'm um, gonna give it a 4.5 just because there's there's parts of this movie it's like, okay i like this i like this the rest of it's just like wow so yeah 4.5 all right next week is christmas so we're off and the week after that is new year's so we're off <laughs> we gave ourselves two week break and then when we come back we're doing Indie Shorts Month. Yes. Again. And we're starting off with my pick. Mm-hmm. But yes, I will send you YouTube links so you can find this thing. Excellent. Uh, I got two videos on here from our first one. That will be Hayloid. Hayloid. It is a... Uh, would you know who I meant when I said Monty Ohm? No. You know Ruby. R-W-B-Y? Yes. You know the how the fight scenes in there are like really really good. Yes, this is that guy. Oh, before he got hot, this is probably what this and another one of his series he did called Dead Fantasy, mm. which was combining Dead or Alive with Final Fantasy. Interesting. Um, is what got him uh, noticed. Uh, because technically, uh, Ruby is his anime before okay. he passed. Okay. But yeah, this is one of his early shorts. It was on GameTrailers.com. Mm. That website is gone. Mm. And it does not appear whoever... It, it, that website left after he passed. Okay, I heard about this, yeah. So unfortunately, whoever has the original video has never uploaded it to YouTube. Mm. So we are looking at basically somebody else's copy. Gotcha. And then... When I was looking for stuff to put on here, I ran across a, a independent music video. Okay. Called uh, Donkey Kong Country Curse of the Crystal Coconut. Interesting. It's 3D animated and it's actually very good. Interesting. So I thought that would be fun to look at. It's about, you know, a pirate who has to fight a, jo- a monkey over his jewel he finds. Okay. And you can tell when you're watching it, it's meant to be mimicking the old Donkey Kong Country TV show. 
Okay. But it's actually animated a lot better than that, which honestly wouldn't take much. But yeah, that's what we're reviewing Fair. when we return in yes. 2024 for yeah. the Cellcast a month before our five-fifth year reunion, wow. our anniversary yeah, that's awesome. of this podcast. Can you believe we've almost done this for five years? That is incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what we're going with next time. On the other side of the bumpers, we will be talking about, of course, what we've been watching, some news, and then a certain robot angel fighting thing. Actually, let me rephrase that. We'll be talking about a fight that I actually know better than Shinji because I think I fought that angel more times in Final Fantasy XIV than, than, than Shinji was able to. And I didn't have to shoot it with the entire energy of Japan. So let's get to that. Let's go. We'll hit that on the other side of the intermission. Yes. This podcast is a proud member of Culture Box. Whether you enjoy geeky reviews, comedy, or original fiction, you can open up the Culture Box and find something excellent for your soul. Point your web browser to culturebox.media. This week, we suggest checking out the Retro Rewind podcast. Every other week, you can join them as they travel back 15 or more years along the entertainment space-time continuum and their mission to review movies and games, establishing what is still worth watching and uh, what you should just kind of let fall into the ether. Expect fun banter and trivial insights from Francisco Paul and our rotating... Uh, rotating guest hosts who are all out of time maybe they'll finally get done with <coughs> the aftermath of jared okay then you don't know what i'm talking about no i don't apparently let's just say things have been fun over there uh. also the Cellcast would like to thank the following patrons ashley and francisco ruiz book of gaming pauljpowers.com and edwin gonzalez if you want your name uh shouted out on the show some special art from jacob uncut episodes and the chance to request and possibly be on the cellcast you can donate to us on patreon check the link in the description so jacob i've got a question for you what have you been watching all right so what i've been watching uh i'm currently dog sitting this week for a church friend uh -huh. and uh uh, she has Amazon Video, so or Amazon Prime Video, whatever it's called. Prime Video, yeah. Prime Video. Uh, so I finally finished up the first season of Invincible. Ah. And I was I was very impressed because uh, it's it's telling a good story and it's wrapped up that story and they've gotten to a new season. Uh, this they dropped the new season a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. weeks ago or a month ago. Uh, and other than that, I I've kind of jumped ahead of watching a little more Ava uh, even in Neon Genesis Evangelion and uh, yeah that's about it that's all I've been watching for the most part alright well granted we only had three days mm -hmm. between viewings so um, outside of watching this and doing some gaming mm -hmm. of Baldur's Gate 3 the only other thing I've watched was uh, yesterday Apparently, they dropped a new series on Netflix based off of an old anime that I remember enjoying when I was in high school. Really? About a, a delinquent, a, a death, a, a grim reaper, mm. a oh. guy with a rose whip, 
a, a little demon samurai guy, some dude with a who has a pacifier, no matter if he's a child or an adult. Maybe some spirit guns. Yu-Yu. The live action Yu Yu Hakusho. I didn't know this was happening. I I saw something about that. Yeah, and it, but it had been advertising like the last couple of times I got on Netflix for yeah. stuff. I will every time I go to watch Neon Genesis Evangelion. It's mm. like, oh, there's a Yu Yu Hakusho sh- a show coming up. It's like mm-hmm. that's odd timing, but okay, we'll see what that's like. So it happened to be on. And I turned it on when I got home from uh, nice. doing some errands after after work today. Uh. And uh, watch the first episode, which is basically that first arc of Yu Yu Hakusho, you know, where he's dead. Yeah. And he has to, you know, get resurrected. Uh Uh-huh. I, it it does have an English dub, even though it's a Japanese cast. Yeah. And I swear, if I did not look up who the the cast was, I thought they got the original Funimation cast back. Mm. Botan? Sounds like Botan. Hmm. Now, Grant, uh, it is a they. They only have adult uh, Koenma. Yeah. Because honestly, how would you explain the baby form? Okay. In in uh, in a live action thing that wouldn't work as well, I mm-hmm. think. So they only have the adult version of it, and he does not sound like the adult version of Koenma. But Kuwabara and and Yurameshi and I didn't get to hear Rose Whip and Samurai Demon talk, but all these people, they it's like. It was it was it was different, obviously. Yeah. But it really felt like I was watching some. It was a nice rewatch of the story I enjoyed. Okay. I was, you know, the question is, when we get to what episode five is, it gonna have just like the anime, degraded <coughs> back into standard shonen jump drag, <laughs> trying to be Dragon Ball when it's not Dragon Ball and it was never intended to be Dragon Ball. Uh, I got you. But I'm curious if that's gonna happen. And, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed uh, watching that first episode because I think it's only five episodes out. Okay, but it was kind of it was a fun episode. Okay, uh, that I watched. It was an hour long, and then when that went off, I apparently felt took decided it was time to take a nap. Mm. But <laughs> it was a good show. It was good. It, it they did a good job with the character designs. Uh, there is a nice little uh, throwback to the theme song from okay. the original show playing on the radio right before the on the on the on the radio of the truck that hits Urameshi. oh right before he hits Urameshi. wow <laughs> so yeah so, yeah let's let's not forget this was the first isekai because the uh, isekai truck of good fortune hit Urameshi before it hit anybody else wow and it did take him to another world mm. the spirit world <laughs> anyway and he did have to talk to a death goddess to get there. Anyway, yeah, the live action Yu Yu Hakusho, I got to a chance to watch that. Nice. And that's pretty much all I've watched because okay. we haven't had much time to watch anything. That is since true. Last, last episode. Four days. Five yeah. days. It was Four. Monday. It was Monday of this week. Yeah. And this is Friday. So, so it was yeah. Monday. Four days. You do the math. Yeah, it's four days. You're asking the guy who's terrible at math to do math. <laughs> uh, said the pot to the kettle. Yeah. <laughs> so. Jacob, what do we have in the news? The Cellcast News with your host, Jacob Heron.
right. Thank you, Dealit. And going into the news. Uh, so apparently Paramount released the other day, uh, revealed a teaser trailer, the behind the scenes featurette of if I F if the new live action hybrid uh, animated hybrid film about what happens to imaginary friends who are left behind when we grow up written, directed by John Cusack. The film will hit theaters on May. John Krasinski. Krasinski. That's what I meant to say. John Krasinski. Cause it's Jim from the office. Yes. John, you're, you're thinking Joan Cusack. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Krasinski, right? Yeah. Krasinski. Krasinski. Yeah. Or just Jim from the office. <laughs> I never watched the office, so I can't help that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the film. Even though I didn't suggest you go watch it. Yeah, uh, it will hit uh, hit theaters on May seventeenth, two thousand twenty four. Synopsis of this film: If is about a girl who discovers that she can see everyone's imaginary friend, and what she does, what she does with the superpower, as she embarks on a magical journey, a magical adventure to reconnect the the forgotten IFs with their with their children, with their kids. All right, so. Uh, we're getting another Kung Fu Panda movie. <laughs> I'm aware. Yes. And it looks like he is going full dragon. Yeah. If you ever wondered what a panda bear would look like with dragon scales, go look at that poster. All right. So DreamWorks Animation and Universal Pictures have uh, released the official trailer for Kung Fu Panda 4, the latest installment of the blockbuster martial arts action comedy franchise feature uh, starring Jack Black ahead of uh, ahead of the film's March 8th theatrical debut fans got a more in-depth look at the sinister power switching ability of the mm. I'm don't you love it when you look at a word you know what the word is Point to it. Chameleon? Chameleon. Thank you. I had the word in my head. I just could not say it for the life of me. Be like Pascal. Pascal Pascal would be so displeased. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Chameleon, a crafty new ally for Poe, guides viewers through a colorful city of criminals. And that's all I have for the news. I've got one more for you. Ah, go ahead. Star Trek Prodigy second season finished production today. Really? Yeah. Huh. So where's it going to be? Netflix. Oh, okay, good. The first season is going to drop on Netflix Christmas Day. Okay. So if you missed it on Paramount Plus, because it's not there, it hasn't been there for a month, you can jump over there and watch the show there. Uh-huh. Or season one there. And then once it gets uh, at a later date, they'll release season two on there. That's good. I am debating on a way to put that on the show, but it's I, I'm not going to force it in there with everything else. So it may go up on a vote at some point. I gotcha. That and the original animated series, I think I want to do at some point, mm. just so I can get you. You'll give me those looks. Like, why did you put this on the list? <laughs> that triple was pink. <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, it is that time again, folks, for us to experience some emotional damage.
Once again, the Lost Four Kids opening clip in that is by Eagle Eight Burger and Emotional Damage is Stephen He. Because I, that's the one thing I feel like I still need to credit who they are. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm sure you know uh, Rock the Dragon is from Dragon Ball Z and Card Captors is from Card Captors and Pokemon are dueling Digimon. And <laughs> yeah. And let's not forget. Um, uh, Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Oh, <laughs> set sail for one piece. I never watched the show on four kids, and I'll never watch the full length <laughs> version ever. But I know a lot of people like one piece. <laughs> and I just think that English theme is some is some kinds of special. Yes. Anyway. Oh my word. Neon Genesis Evangelion. First episode tonight, Ray Beyond the Heart, mm-hmm. aka Ray One. Yes, that's the English name for this yes. is Ray One. Uh, this episode was written and directed by Hideaki Anno. No new cast for this episode. The angel who appears in this episode is Ramiel. Mm-hmm. Ramiel's design was a direct tribute to the mech Super X from Future Police, Arashimon. Really? This change the changes to Ramiel's design in the Evangelion 1.0 movie are even closer to the original with Ramiel regaining Super X's polyhedral shape-shifting abilities. That's right. Yeah. Now, officially all this is what this is, but you know, I of course know one other version of this where this design is kind of used. Okay. Final Fantasy. Oh. The character of Ozma. Okay is a super boss at in final fantasy Mm nine. I, however, fought it in final and multiple times. I should add in final fantasy 14 during the, uh, the, the, the Alliance raid, uh, uh, what is the name of that? Uh, the, the, some, the weeping city of Maak, where it's the second to last boss. And it does pretty much everything that this thing does, except Mm -hmm. drill. (laughs) So, yeah, I was like, I watched this go, oh, look, it's Ozma. Better mm-hmm. run to the right. At least I know the, at least I know the mechanics for this fight. Let's see if Shinji knows them. <laughs> Shinji doesn't know them. Shinji gets what gets party wipe in the first five seconds. <sighs> anyway, mm. Ramiel also resembles blue, the Blue Water Crystal in the previous Gainax anime, Nadia and the Secret of Blue Water, mm. which Ano also directed. Ultimately, Arashimon is the source. In addition, the same regular octahedral design is seen in 2001 A Space Odyssey. Huh. The version of Fly Me to the Moon in this, in the ADV and Japanese dubs, is uh, re- called Ray Number 5. Mm-hmm. 
which technically is a remix, and this time it is being sung by Ray's Japanese voice actress, Megumi Hayashibara. Hmm. So, yeah, this episode. Yeah. Shinji needs to learn not to step into the line of fire. That's all I'm that saying. Is true. Well, he's still learning how to do this, right? And that's fair. They did not know that this thing, and admittedly, they, this was like the odd angel that Nerve yeah. had seen. So it's not, they only knew at the last second that, oh, the thing's going to hit Shinji just as soon as he gets up there. Mm-hmm. And it's going to kill him, probably. Mm-hmm. Try to kill him. <laughs> But uh, it actually starts off with us actually seeing how, uh, why actually uh, Gendo has to wear gloves. It's because yeah, he's got burns good. on his hands mm-hmm. from when he went and saved uh, Ray when the act- the first activation test before the series went bad, yeah, which got one. her injured in the first place. Yeah, unit zero. Yeah, unit zero. Mm-hmm. Which I have to say, now that we've really gotten a good look mm-hmm. at unit zero, I mm-hmm. kind of like its design, especially with the um the nine di- uh the nine object what do you call those um the digital displays yeah all over which make no sense in a robot that size to have like the uh, sorry seven segment displays that's what those are called oh, okay uh, it doesn't make us any amount of sense right for us for, for those sec for, the, for that thing to have screens on it to show information mm-hmm. and change because all it really needs is a paint job that says evangelion proto proto unit zero or whatever yeah but no, it's got to have the whole thing where it turns on. It's like, y'all had too much fun designing this, Ava. Uh-huh. Y'all had way too much fun designing this, Ava. And I don't mean the animators of this program. I mean nerve. <laughs> All I got to say is wait until you see unit two. <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. We'll get there. Uh, unit one, though, uh, I, I, we've never really talked about its design. It's purple. It's purple. <laughs> and it's skinny. Of course, they're both skinny. They're all still. Skinny. Yeah, it's just, it is a good design, too. But, yeah, you can definitely really get the feel that we are dealing with a demon versus angel appearance on all of these things. Yes, because uh, Unit Zero is definitely a uh, Cyclops. Yeah. Whereas this, as Unit One, is an Oni. Yeah, a demon. So, a demon. Mm-hmm. So, and they're fighting a non-Euclidean creature that apparently is... Uh, somehow got human DNA or human-like DNA. Yeah. But it's expressed differently, and that's your legitimate reason why these things look weird. I'm assuming that'll come back into play. Possibly. Possibly. Especially considering some other things I've seen accidentally. Yeah. yeah. But, um, Thanks, yeah. Wiki. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Research, for trying to figure out who Ray is. <laughs> or Ray's voice actress yes. is. Um so yeah, I mean, this first episode, I, it, it's it does get into some business, some stories, and sexual mm-hmm. harassment. <laughs> a, a little, totally by accident. <laughs> okay, let's be honest. I've watched a lot of anime. Yeah, there is very rarely a scene where a anime protagonist touches a woman's bosom where it's intentional no. and in, in that way. Yes. I would love to know. How did you not notice? Isn't it squishy? Jeez. <laughs> I, I, I'm not trying to be awful I, here. I, I, I know what you I'm mean. Saying, I know what it's you mean. human flesh, right? On one hand, and it's. I assume it's got a slightly different feel to it than like an arm or a shoulder or even a stomach. Okay. To be fair, 
to be fair. I just want to know, how did you not at least feel the point up there? You know what I'm saying? Points? A points? <laughs> this is the problem I have with most of this trope outside of, oh, it's an excuse to make a pervert joke. Yeah, I can see that. I can see it. But like in Shinji's defense, be like he goes to the apartment, be like no answer. He walks in, which is probably a mistake. Yeah. A little bit of a mistake. And uh, be like, oh, he's confronted by Ray and be like, Ray's more like, okay, don't care. Be like, what are you doing here? He has. She's not thinking, what are you doing here? She's like, hi. Yeah. Don't, don't wear those glasses. Yeah. What are you doing with those glasses? Don't touch those glasses. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, and like, I wonder like, if that makes him look like his father. Because I'm fairly certain those are his. Mm-hmm. But we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. But uh, it's like that. That's the, like you have this very interesting because you you get to know Ray a little bit. Like you get to know her none, but you get to know her. She's oh. an extreme introvert who only opens up to people she likes. Yeah, exactly. Which she's, is why she's, she's, she opens up so much with Gendo no. because Gendo saved her life. Yeah, I'm assuming mm. that's what it is. Yeah. And I, I'm recognizing the look on your face. Yes. Which is saying there's more to that relationship, which more honestly, I know there's more to this relationship because yeah. it's painfully obvious there has to be. Yeah. Not to mention that video I showed you when we yeah. first started. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But either or be like, I, I enjoy this episode where it's Shinji trying to understand why it's just like, I don't really know anything about her and no one really does because her past has been wiped. I wonder why. Um, I, I'd have one other little funny thing to mention, and this okay. actually is a callback to uh, the movie we reviewed a minute ago. Mm -hmm. The scene where he's following her on the escalator. <laughs> I literally popped in my head because I literally watched this the same day. Yeah. As I watched uh, Urkel. And they're on it, and immediately my mind went, oh, it's a winter wonderland with escalators. Oh. <laughs> gosh happy holidays it's like the stupidest song was like bad writing and they're going oh it's a winter wonderland with escalators uh, and nerve mm. except that's orange juice not snow anyway <laughs> oh my gosh but like i enjoy this episode because we, we lead up to now is shinji injured in this episode i can't remember if he is or not uh, or is it the next episode? he is injured because when the beam well no, it's technically the next one that's the next episode. That's we see him get shot, but I think it cuts before the shot finishes. Yeah, because yeah, they, they he pops up in the lift and instantly yeah. fires. You don't get to see uh the injury to the Ava unit. Yeah. So it's it's a good episode. It's trying to build character, build mystery of like who Ray is and Shinji. At this point, I I'm starting to really be like you start to really Shinji's coming out of his shell. Mm -hmm. Be like he's starting to like interact with his co his friends, is like him. Like, oh, I can't remember if it was this episode or the next one. Now, granted, I've watched ahead of it a little bit, yeah, but um, I'll be holding you back a lot going forward, yes. But um, be like Shinji's starting to come out of his shell, and you're starting to understand a little bit what's going on a little bit here and there with certain characters. Um, uh, yeah, because I, I think it's the next episode that we're talking about with Ray 2 that talks a little more about um, the relationship between Shinji and uh, Masato. 
Yeah, it'll yeah. probably be. It's more of the next one because yeah, Masada is barely in this episode. Yeah, she's barely in it. But be like this first episode, uh, Ray one is really good because it does a lot of setup for you. Yeah, and uh, and then we get into Ray two. Yes, let's go ahead and get into Ray two. Mm-hmm. Also known as Showdown in Tokyo Three. three. Mm-hmm. Also known as the sniper episode. Mm-hmm. There is no new cast in this one, as you nope. can probably gather. Now, granted, when I say that there's no new cast in this episode, I'm not saying that there's not side characters and mm-hmm. background characters. The thing is, the way I have to track cast lists mm-hmm. for this show, it doesn't really make it easy to follow the dub, who the cast is for any of the characters besides the primary and secondary characters. Yeah with all the different people in there. So background characters I have not mentioned. I have all the actors' names listed, mm-hmm. and I am holding off until the last episode of the show to lame all those actors. Okay. So gotcha. anyway, we, of course, are still dealing with Ramiel in this episode. Mm-hmm. This marks the first angel battle in which more than one Evangelion is used at the same time. Mm-hmm. The shot of the forest being set on fire with the blast resembles a shot from Nadia's Secret of Blue Water episode, The Tower of Babel, an earlier anime series also directed by Anno. According to this, it is going to take a long time for Nerve to clean up Ramiel's corpse. After many angel fights, the angel will conveniently explode and require no cleanup, as was the case with Sachiel. However, on top of the fact that Ramiel did not explode, it is a very massive angel. Throughout the next three episodes, there will be shots showing Ramiel's corpse slowly being demolished and cleared away. Mm -hmm. The first words on the screen notifying civilians of the power outage mention Hideki Anno's hometown. Mm -hmm. The Fly Me to the Moon version we get in this is Ray number six, Mm -hmm. which is a remix of Fly Me to the Moon with, once again, Megumi Hayasibara, Ray's voice actress, singing it. Mm -hmm. And I listened to these two back to back three times to try and get an idea as to what is actually different yeah. between these two versions as they are listed as different versions of the same song. And about the only thing I could make out is that she is singing the lyrics slightly differently in the second version than she is in the first version. Okay. And I don't know what that if that actually means anything. Okay. So. Gotcha. Bear that in mind. mind. So we have reached the climax of you cannot of a you are not alone. Yeah. Because <laughs> up until this point, I knew the story because yeah. I've seen it on the movie, mm-hmm. which I liked. I because that's like I liked you. You are not alone when yeah, I first. Watched it's a good movie. It. Uh, and so the reason I originally did not watch the ADV dub when I did is because I watched like the first disc, which was up to episode five, I think. Uh huh. And after about episode three, I, I thought, this is the same thing. I'll just wait for movie two before instead of going through this whole thing. I had no idea movie two was going to differentiate so much from the rest of the show. Uh-huh, it does. Which I will find more out next episode. Yes. So uh, I do like this one myself mm-hmm. with the whole setup of all of Japan is basically teaming up together to put a stop to this angel. It's all going through Shinji. Yeah. But for the most part, this is actually taking all the work of Japan to come together. Yeah. Now I do have one small little logistical question. Okay. I might have to be able to answer. No, you probably don't. Okay. I'm not saying you're, you, you, do, you might not know, but it may be more rationalization than anything else. Okay. 
because it's the only thing I was able to come up with was rationalization. Mm -hmm. So when they were rebuilding Japan after World War II, mm -hmm. and they were rebuilding the electrical grid, yeah, uh, I'm I am aware that they were sourcing the parts for the generators from both America and England, mm -hmm. and as such, Japan has the strange uh has a strange thing where their power grid half of it is runs at a refresh rate of 50 hertz mm. while the other half runs off 60 hertz weird yeah hmm. so that you actually have to know which part of the country you're in before you plug something in so you can change a little thing on the back now granted a lot of that stuff now can automatically detect yeah. which one it is and make that change but for a while you had to know yeah and in some cases like a light bulb it wouldn't matter anyway but computers and such mm -hmm. it does matter yeah we are dealing with a very heavy very powerful electrical appliance mm -hmm. and i am guessing oh it's the only thing i can come up with either the second impact actually required them to rebuild that entire grid again and they rebuilt it correctly <laughs> or more likely there's a lot of other temporary, a lot of those uh, temporary things they brought in. Mm -hmm. Had some of them had to be fifty, and others had to be sixty. Otherwise, they're incompatible with one another. Yeah. So it's, it, in my mind, assuming that their history mirrors ours up to the second impact. Yeah. This should be completely impossible for them to do, because the electrical grids don't work together. Okay, so. I don't because it's, it's still a cool shot when they zoom out and you see all of Japan going dark. Yeah, I agree. Now be like, we haven't got to the point where they start explaining what happened to Tokyo one. Right. Right. We don't know that. I know they they keep mentioning the second impact. Yes. Yeah, second impact. to reference um, or Tokyo two, actually to reference. Re well, that's the thing. They, they mentioned the second impact. I don't know what the first impact is. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming there's a first impact. And from what I remember of the movies, we're trying to stop a third impact. Yeah, you're trying to stop a third impact. Officially. Yes. Officially. I, I have to I know it's an officially because yeah. I have suspicions that the secret council Gendo is working on actually wants a third impact. Oh. I have suspicions, but we'll see. Suspicions. Suspicions. <laughs> I'm assuming that that's that human instrumentality project thing. Something like that. But we'll get we'll back get to there. that. We'll get there when we get there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but um, Sele, that's what that is. Sele. I thought it was Seal. No, Sele. I haven't actually heard the name said out loud yet. Yeah, that's my, Sele. that's my, uh, that, that's my, my excuse. I've just seen the word written now and go, oh, Seal. Well, just wait until you meet Taji. Mm -hmm. I think I know Taji because I think he shows up at the end of 2.0. No, that's not Taji. There's a crazy guy a lot like him. No. That this guy, the guy you don't like? No, I don't like him. <laughs> I still suspect he's the same guy. No, he's not. Anyway. He, he pops up when Ray pop, when uh, Oscar pops up. Or Oscar Lainley Soyuz. Also, I, need, I do need to jump on this again because uh, both these episodes mention, uh, mention specifically for t that uh, Tiffany Grant who mm -hmm. is going to be the English voice actress yes. for Asuka. Mm -hmm. They list her in this episode, in these episodes playing Asuka. Asuka's not in these episodes, but doing this. They 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 mentioned the, the second child. They mentioned it last time. Yeah. But they also said they didn't know who it was. Yeah. They were, lo they were locating her. Yeah. Locating the third child. 
or second child, either yeah, third child whatever i thought shinji was the third that's right because shinji's like, the third uh, uh gray's the, the first, first and then asuka's technically the third. fourth third no shinji's the third okay <laughs> from what i remember reading that's, that's right that's right yeah so and asuka was fourth which makes it sound like there's another one unless asuka's actually the second and i got that confused yeah doesn't matter right now I'm just saying, I do like this. It does at least we do get uh, uh, Ray and Shinji being able to work together for the mm-hmm. first time. Even though all Ray gets to do is hold a giant ship that they that they've made work as a shield. Yes, I love the fact that it's just a giant ship yeah. that happens to look like a shield, mm-hmm. even having the little thing all the way through, so she can see what she's looking at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like. This is the weirdest friggin' looking ship. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Agreed. So, I guess it's supposed to be a spaceship, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's supposed to be it's the, just, uh, but it, but it's a, from a failed project. No, it's it's from um, uh, it's the uh the the undercarriage of like a space shuttle. Okay. They just took that off. That's fair. They That's made fair. the shield. Also, I love the fact when uh, they're she's going and requisitioning the uh, particle accelerator from those poor scientists. Uh huh. <laughs> And she says, "Ray, it's it's good. You're good for a go." I'm thinking, "What's Ray gonna do? She's just yeah. a little girl." And Yank, she just yanks the roof off, picks it up, and sets it back down like it's nothing. <laughs> it's like, you know, there's gotta be a better way to do this. It's caused structural damage to a very expensive building because uh-huh. <laughs> uh, that building is condemned now. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Mm-hmm. That this I, I do like this episode. It's mm-hmm. it's done very well. I, I I still feel bad for Shinji because he gets brutally injured, and then it's like and and all he says he finds out is in seven hours you're going to be firing at a giant at, at that thing again. Mm-hmm. I will protect you. It's like I don't know if I trust you yet because I really don't know you, Ray, because yeah. you don't open up. <laughs> Let's just say I kind of have made putting some connections as to why Fly Me to the Moon is the ending of this. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll get there when we get there. Anyway, what are your thoughts? I'm kind of uh, rambling. Uh, I think you kind of pointed all of mine because it was Shinji gets injured and it's the, oh, we're, we're going to do this long range sniper yeah. shot because we can't get close to it. And all this set up and like just the logistics of it and like, uh ray being uh shinji's backup in this scene and it reflects what they did in mm-hmm. ray one where shinji goes to ray's rescue and does the exact same thing pries the entry plug open to pull her out of it just like uh gendo did yeah so it's kind of reflective except and shinji's smart enough to, to be wearing gloves while he does it that's true <laughs> But like overall, Bill, it's, it's a good episode, and you finally get to see Ray do something besides just grimace, take a nap. <laughs> no, actually, smile. <laughs> that was that was a very sweet moment where yeah. it was where it was like be like you can yeah, be like that. just smile, and she does smile. It's just like that's uh-huh. sweet, and uh, it's just it's getting a character open up, and we might get yeah. to see her open up. Maybe maybe not. We don't know. Okay then. Yeah. I do want to talk about one other thing involving this, and that is 
the one thing I like, one of the things I really like about the lead up on this episode uh-huh. is all the little bit of bureau- government bureaucracy yes. stuff. Great, it's all focused on Masato getting it done yeah. and answering all these questions. But what it reminded me of, and I know this is a big surprise, is I, he kind of, uh, Hideki Anno kind of revisits this scene in a way in Shin Godzilla. Okay. Because they're trying to, you know, come up with a way to freeze, to stop Godzilla from attacking yeah. the city. Mm-hmm. And it really kind of has this feel to it of, like, like, I'm half surprised. I would be surprised to find out it's not the same musical cue. Okay. Uh, that's going into this planning meeting. So, like, uh, the thing, one of the things I have noted about this is that you can see Ano's love of tokusatsu throughout this. Right. And I, I, I'm appreciating being able to see that. Okay. So anyway, yeah. that, I think that's the end of this one. Yeah, I agree. Next week, no, sorry, two, two weeks in 2024. We will be looking at the episodes A Human Work, uh-huh. The Works of a Man, and Asuka Arrives in Japan. Asuka or- Strikes. <laughs> that one's going to be fun. Yeah. Because uh, uh, next give, week, give, we get to, next time we get to learn about the holographic map that Germany provided. Yes. Snorkel. Snorkel. Uh, uh, crap what do you call it uh schnitzel <laughs> schnitzel schnitzel <laughs> schnitzel what thinking in japanese <laughs> from some other things anyway yeah. uh so yeah join us next week for that guys as we're ending 2023 here we do want to wish you a merry christmas mm-hmm. or whatever holiday you celebrate mm-hmm. happy december 25th happy end of the year yeah and, hap- and yeah, definitely Happy New Year. I can say Happy New Year to everyone because pretty much everyone goes like yes. celebrates New Year's. Exactly. So thank you all for joining us, not just for these episodes, but yeah. for this year. Exactly. And we're looking, we are, we are looking forward to seeing you all next year mm-hmm. in what is sure to be a crazy, crazy, crazy year. Because somebody's getting married next year. Just a little bit. Just you're just getting a little bit married. Just a little. The rest bit. of it's gonna stay single, but a little bit you're oh, getting married. Shush. <laughs> Can you roll the bumpers already? <laughs> All right. In the meantime, this has been Drew. This is Jacob, and we'll catch you in the next frame. You can. Daylight. You can follow Jacob on his Facebook at Jacob B Heron. His Facebook page, Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where he tries to draw each and every day. His Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. His Twitter at Jacob Heron. And his letterbox at Jacob Heron. You can find Drew on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. His Facebook page Drew's photo bin to see his photography. His letterboxed page at G. George 759. His Twitter at G. George 759. And Instagram at Drew Dodgen. You can like us on Facebook at The Cellcast Podcast. On Twitch at The Cellcast Gaming on YouTube at Cellcast, on Twitter at Cast underscore Cell. The Cellcast can be found at Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else fine podcasts are downloaded from. Please rate and review us where you found us, and also on Podchaser. Email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. 
The Cellcast is a proud member of both the Pop Americana and Culture Box Media Networks. For more information, please see the link in the description. Our theme song is Drop and Roll by Silent Partner. And remember, that's Cell with a single L. Did we do that? I hope we did. Merry Christmas, guys. Yeah. Thanks, guys.